Thank you for joining in for an episode of Planted by the Living Water. We are here to delight in the Lord as a tree planted by the living waters. If you'd like the reading plan that we are going through, you can find it on our website. We'll go through the entire Bible in two years. Thank you for joining for this day's portion of Planted by the Living Waters. So in our reading plan, we've started Leviticus, and we've went through uh, first several chapters, and, and your thought may be, as many times when you get to the book of Leviticus, of, oh my, I, I don't know uh, what this is for, I, I don't know why I need to be reading this, I don't feel like I'm getting fed through this, it just seems like I'm just reading history and what um, they were supposed to do, what the Jewish people were supposed to do, about these offerings and, and these different um, uh laws and ways they were supposed to carry out these offerings and you may um um, get lost in that it's very easy to get lost in that i got lost in that for a long time until god really opened up my eyes to to uh the importance of of this tying in to christ and this tying into what he has done for us and um i know uh oftentimes my thoughts in the past were were you know the sacrifices were just a temporary thing to just hold them off until jesus came and uh while there may be some uh, very uh, little truth to, to that, it's so much greater than that. It's so much bigger than that. Um, the, the sacrifices were never really in and of themselves the way they were purified and cleansed. It was always faith in God and, 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 and um, walking through that faith and manifesting that faith in obedience and, and seeing that uh, play through um, the entire scripture. But we see that very clearly as we look at today's passage in Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 4 says, Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel. And first off, just just starting off there, um, recognize that these words are words from the Lord, spoke to Moses in which he was to speak to Israel. These are his words. There's nothing less about these words in Leviticus. These are God's words. And uh, pertaining specifically here in chapter 4 to to, um, the sin offering, and and it says if a person sins, uh, this is the words that you're to speak to him. But um, the thing I want to walk through is, is where it says in verse 4, it says, In that sin offering, he shall bring up the bull to the door of the tabernacle of meeting before the Lord, lay his hand on the bull's head, and kill the bull before the Lord. And then the anointed priest shall take some of the bull's blood and bring it to the tabernacle of meeting. The priest shall dip his finger in the blood and sprinkle some of the blood seven times before the Lord in front of the veil of the sanctuary. And it walks through this whole passage of, of, of all the details of what they're supposed to do. I mean, imagine the, the, this. This is pretty gruesome. The, you're to kill this bull and then you're to dip your finger in its blood and sprinkle it all over the place and get this blood um, before you. And the point of this is, is that sin requires blood. And uh, don't miss that here in Leviticus, that sin um, requires uh, blood. And uh, we see that as we point to Hebrews um, today as well. I want to just read some Hebrews uh, from the book of Hebrews because it ties all of this in perfectly and it'll give us a good foundation as we're reading through Leviticus. And so in Hebrews, it talks about how, first off, that um, the mediator's death is necessary. And he's talking, he's building this whole picture up, but I, I want to read this part to you. It's Hebrews 9, verse 16. For where there is a testament, there must also... Uh, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. For a testament is the force after men are dead, since it has no power at all while the testator lives. 
Therefore, not even the first covenant was dedicated without blood, for when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and goats with water, scarlet wool and hyssop, and sprinkled both the blood itself and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the covenant which God had commanded you. Then likewise he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry, and according to the law, almost all things are purified with blood, and without shedding of the blood there is no remission. And so he goes in, the author goes into that and then talks about Christ being the greatest uh, sacrifice, the greatest um, sin offering there is. And he's carrying on this this whole tie-in with, with the Leviticus law here and, and the Mosaic law and, and walking through this. Chapter 10 of Hebrews walks through and, and starts off by saying, For the law, having a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of those things, can never with these same sacrifices which they offer continually year by year make those who approach perfect for then would they not have ceased to be offered for the worshipers once purified would have had no more consciousness of sins but in those sacrifices there is a remainder reminder of sins every year for it is not possible that the blood of bulls and the goats could take away sins and he says so in and of itself this these sacrifices were not the end picture that Christ was the end picture that's why it says in verse 5 therefore when he came into the world and then he references how he came and said sacrifices and offering you did not desire but a body you have prepared for me and burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin you had no pleasure then I said behold I have come in the volume of the book it is written of me to do your will O God and he's referencing Christ here and he says in verse 11 of chapter 10 and every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sins but this man Jesus after he offered one sacrifice for sins forever sat down at the right hand of God from that time waiting till his enemies are made his footstools for by one offering he made he has perfected for though forever those who are being sanctified but the holy spirit also witnesses to us for after he had said before this is the covenant that i will make with them after those days says the lord i will put my laws into their hearts and then he says and in their minds i will write them and then he adds their sins and their lawless deeds i will remember no more now where there is remission of these sins there is no longer an offering of sin Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, having and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled from evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful." Wow, and then let us consider one another in our order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. So there's a lot of scripture read today, and this episode is a little longer, but I think it's so important as we start Leviticus to understand this foundation that that while we see um, um, God implementing this law and showing us um, sin, it's to point to sin and, and that, that we are sinful against the holy God and the fact that, that God is making a way of redemption and that way of redemption is Christ. He is the way, the truth, and life. And so that way is Christ himself. And we see that connection here in Hebrews where it says that Christ is that sacrifice. 
It has always been him. And the old covenant required blood to point us to the picture of the blood of Christ that would be shed for us. And therefore, because of the blood of Christ, we can enter into this this, uh, throne room of God with confidence. We can enter in knowing that this is the covenant um, that that we have now made. He says, "I, I will make this a new covenant and I'll put my laws in their heart and a spirit in their mind. So just rest assured that we have the spirit of God inside of us. If we are believers in Christ, we have the spirit of God, this new covenant, the one sacrifice for all of eternity has been paid for you. It is Christ Jesus and his blood was necessary to be shed for that very sacrifice. And so, Father, we love you and we thank you for this promise. And Lord, I love what it says here in verse 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who is promised, who promised is faithful. He who promised is faithful. You are faithful, Lord. We see your faithfulness tying in from the law all the way to Christ. And Christ, we thank you for his blood that was shed, that was necessary. Lord, that we would be able to enter in with this hope, this hope we have to enter into the presence of Christ, into the presence of God, the the throne room of God where he sits at the right hand. Lord, we love you. We thank you. I pray that you would just uh, speak to those listening today and remind us of the beauty of the sacrifice of Jesus and the sufficiency of the sacrifice of Jesus. We love you, Lord. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen.